0: Welcome to another episode of Keeping It Simple. My name is Luis Sanchez. I'm the director of the Simple Church Collective and a host of the Keeping It Simple podcast. And I'm Scott Callantine, co-host of the podcast and resident of the Simple Church Collective. Thanks for joining us for this episode. Let's get started. Hey, you guys, welcome back to Keeping It Simple, a podcast where we talk about leadership development and all things micro church. You might uh, call your church a simple church, a house church, a missional community, or something a- along those lines. Today we have some uh friends of the podcast and friends of our ministry, Dave and Elena Reynolds. Dave and Elena, say what's up to the people. And uh just for people that may not know uh you or your ministry, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you're up to these days.
1: Cool, we'll do. Uh hey everybody. We're uh Glad to be with you guys. Um, we're big fans of uh, Luis and his ministry and big fans of uh, just the Northwest churches. We spent some time up there about five years doing a church planting center in the early 2000s, and we've been connected ever since. So we're uh, what Bill Malick called serial church planters, which is better than alternatives, <laughs> I guess. Um, so we have started a few churches, a couple centers, work with the Alliance out in the West. Uh, this does not make us experts it just makes us people that still want to hang in there and do what we can while we can. we got three adult kids who we all we love each of them dearly. And uh, yeah, we're leading the church down here in Southern California in our spare time.
0: I love it. I love it. So you're down in Southern California. Uh, you guys are leading. Um, tell us, tell us a little bit about like the, how that started. Cause you guys have come from like the more like Sunday centric, model kind of church and then uh uh, maybe two years ago or so you guys started this adventure tell us a little bit about the origin story and then um give us a little bit of an update because you've been on this podcast before so um origin story and then a little bit of an update
1: well i think we started doing this as a house church in about four years ago actually and uh the pathway on that is I work for our district and church planting at the time. I just stepped out of a national role and, um, I still work with the West. And so our, we didn't have the bandwidth, honestly, to go plant a full on church as we've done. We've done two of those and they're both doing well, very well. Now I'm happy to report both in facilities, both have reproduced, you know, Sunday morning based, but with lots of other things. But anyway, when we transitioned out, um, of our second church some time ago, we got involved in a great church here, but I was, we were leading a small group and involved with that and not really doing other things. And I thought, well, we're, we're planters and we're apostolic leaders, so why don't we make the best use of our gifts, which is starting things, yet we couldn't start it with the full-on uh, methods that we had in the past. So one of our values is do the best you can with what you have. So we thought, this is what we can do. We can start something in our home. We can't do it weekly at this point. We're going to make it every other week, twice a month. And so we did that. And then COVID hit. And uh, we, at that time, that we, are, we all, everybody went online. So we did that as well. And uh, we decided, because of the nature of it, to go weekly then online. And that's what we've done for the last, going on, almost three years now. And then when COVID ended... Um, a lot of our folks had moved, and some of our folks had moved from able to get around seniors to can't-go-anywhere seniors. And so we chose for the people God had entrusted to us to continue to minister to them in the same way. And so now our, our congregation includes uh, some pretty senior seniors. And in some ways, we've become a church literally for people who can't get to church. Mm. Now, they could go online to many places but we didn't want those people to feel like online was second best for being there in person so we just kept it online with their focus and when they come in you know there they are so i don't it's not a it's not a model or anything else louise it's just what we felt compelled to do (laughs) and are still doing
0: yeah 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 so you guys started you know, do what you can with what you have. That's like the church planting mantra, right? Um, yeah, yes, it
1: is. It is
0: same deal. And, so, and, and and other people have said it. Like um, uh, we embrace the spirit of uh, pioneering of doing much with little. <laughs> you know, trying to trying to do as much as we can with as little as we have, um, and then and then getting better as we grow and do other things. But the pandemic impacted you guys. Um and so you went online um and now you've been at it now for 3 years plus 4 years and so what has remained the same since you guys launched if you can call it that? And uh maybe where have you pivoted and and what looks a little bit different today than it did when you guys first started? When we first
1: started uh it wasn't online again it was in a home. So the pivot came with COVID. Mm-hmm. Um so that was a huge one for everyone, and uh, now a few years in, that piece remains in terms of the format that we use. We we have done online small groups mm-hmm. and online uh, gatherings for our service. Very simple structure, so that has uh, remained the same. We took it. We saw the opportunity in the pandemic to try to help, and so we started a ministry that did uh, held masks for for medical workers. And I shared about that here a couple years ago, and. That went all over the country, which was really cool, into lots of hospitals and ERs and ORs and all kinds of stuff. And that was, again, we called it our fish and loaves, speaking of that. Jesus does the miracle, but we offer the little bit that we can. Um, That concluded with the end of the pandemic, that kind of ministry. But we're still trying to—we'll talk about ministering to the people on our path is a thing I say a lot to our faith community. And so our encouragement is— to have our ministry go out rather than back. Mm -hmm. So if you see a need and you're able to meet it, go meet it in Jesus' name and let faith community be part of that. Mm -hmm. So that has remained. Um, I guess what has changed from a couple of years ago was the on-site, regular on-site gathering. We're not doing that because, again, of the nature of things that change for some of our people and also the locations that change. We have folks, Luis. Now just thinking about it. it's not like it's a huge group, and I don't want to say that it's any model, but we really have regular people who are part of who live in Washington, Hawaii, Kansas, Indiana, uh, Georgia, yeah, Montana. I say Montana, Arizona, California, Oklahoma. Anyway, wow. that, you, that might be one person from the state that I just mentioned, but but they're part of it. So for us to go back to the different kind of model doesn't really meet them where they are. So we've chosen to, to stay here. Um,
0: It sounds like you guys have, you said this earlier in our conversation, it says the people that God's entrusted to us and for whatever the group that God has entrusted to you guys, you've just shifted with that group and created really that community, right? It's in your guys' name, faith community, and kind of the community as uh, the times have shifted. You guys have shifted right along with them. And I love that other thing that you said about people meeting practical needs. <laughs> it was funny. Yeah, we about maybe a year, year and a half ago, we had you on the show, and then you're like, "I want to do something," and then you was like, "Write me up a budget." And I it was like, "And and you guys bought essentially all of our studio equipment." And we're so glad for it. You saw a need. We were like, we're good. We got this Yeti mic, and our listeners are probably like, I don't know about that. But if the quality of sound has gone up, it's because of folks like uh, Faith Community who've seen a need, and in the middle of all that has happened, have helped you know meet that need. So thank you, Dave, and to all our listeners, man. Big ups to folks like these. And what a great example! If you see a need, just hey meet it the 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 text teaches us you know, don't let your right hand know what your left hand is doing and and you didn't, but I am, and doing that here just to honor you guys and say thank you and God knows you know, so I mean we have conversations with people across the country, and when we look at our analytics, there's people across the pond that are listening to uh you, you know the stuff here on micro churches and stuff. Elena, to- I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. um you've been in ministry with Dave for many many years how has um the partnership what what does the partnership look like now uh when you're doing micro stuff versus you know when you guys uh were doing more prevailing model uh type church um how is it similar and and maybe how is it not so similar
2: well it has Really radically changed in the sense that you know it used to be every Sunday morning, um I was helping Dave get ready, <laughs> and uh, he was going to teach and uh, minister to people in a physical location. Um, now, uh we're just at a different stage in our life, and I'm really just the tech team at this point, um and it's very simple. Um, and I can't say that it's everything that I've ever wanted, but it's at this stage, um, it's the appropriate thing. It's the right thing. Um, and, um, I just try to be a resource for him in, uh, what he's working on.
1: And you, if I can chime in too, you're leading a small group of women.
2: Yeah, I am leading online. Um, and that's, been you know really unique in the sense that um it's people from all over and it's really small but it's significant to everyone um so that's a different thing that i've been doing
0: so the ministry has shifted um it's not necessarily in a physical location it sounds like you're the tech team now i love it um for us melissa's partnership has been so amazing, I feel like in this season of ministry, she's like the main connector in in our simple church um and but she continues to to be um so willing and so helpful and for those of you who are married out there, like the spouse is such an integral part to uh being able to pull off you know things like simple church or things like a micro expression. Um, so I'm grateful for that. And I'm grateful for you, Elena, to pour into these uh, you know, ladies and, and um the gifts that God is allowing you to use in this season. Dave and Elena, you guys have again been doing this now for a a, a little while now, um and you formed some opinions. Um what have your been your biggest learnings um during the season? Maybe pitfalls and you know, even encouragement for folks who are, uh, you know, thinking about tinkering with microchurch. Biggest learning pitfalls and encouragements.
1: Learnings, pitfalls, and encouragements. Um,
2: forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward, uh, because it's like nothing we've really ever done in our, I don't know, 40 years of ministry. So it's going to be new and it's going to be challenging in different ways. Um,
0: than I think we ever anticipated. Great word. Nice. So not getting yeah, not not getting stuck in ministry. I, and I heard someone saying is like, hey, we need to be connected to the Holy Spirit. Otherwise we start doing ministry f- from the place of memory, you know? <laughs> that's like, we, it's a good we, word we, right yeah, there. Yeah. Write
1: that one down.
0: Um I,
1: I, And that's easy to do now. I mean again we've we've got some churches and things behind us and, you know, there's a lot of Methodologies you learn over time, and that that's can be important, but you don't want to lean on that. So, what you just said, Luis, I, that was a long way to agree with you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't say it. Smarter guy, smarter guy than me said that, and that's awesome. So, so people have been exploring this idea, at least in the U.S., right, for some time now. For the yeah, you know, since the pandemic, at least, and, and and some people we think about Jeff Vanderstel. we think about Brian Sanders, we think about others uh who have been you know uh doing this for quite some time which you know um uh have been kind of like sounding uh, the alarm to hey we sh- sh- sh-, and the strategies need to shift we need to focus on discipleship um and all this stuff but but here's a question for you guys is is it here to stay now or, or is this a fad? Is this, is is this going away? What what, what do you think? Maybe you're having conversations on a national level or friends that are having these conversations is micro here to stay or what?
1: I think it's always been here. I think we've rediscovered it in some ways. Mm. So it's been here as long as there've been houses in, you know, from Jerusalem on out, it's been a great way to go. And millions of people have come to faith through it but we um we experience church differently over the centuries and we've experienced it the way we've experienced in the last 30 or 40 years and those are good forms um so i think it's here on one hand i'll say i think it's here to stay on the other hand back to what we were saying is the moment you make something a model and that becomes the thing you do rather than prompting and leading the holy spirit you're in trouble so even this is going to shift. And I think we serve for a season. Like I'm not looking at this saying, oh boy, we're in a church model that we're going to be in for the next umpteen years. I don't know if we'll be in it next month. Mm. I mean, I think we will because we have the people, but our prayer is, Lord, we will shift again. We'll pivot this thing. If, you, if you're calling us to go do a different model or take this public as we've done in the past in a, in a geographical location, but our sensing is not to do that now. But I think in different, Jesus loves all, you know, all kinds of churches and all kinds of forms. So I think some some piece of this, as long as people are connecting, it will. Long answer, Luis, but here's the other piece, right? You're my buddy. I've known you a long time, and we're talking right now, just like almost. I can't share my coffee with my old Starbucks logo with you. <laughs> this is from the Northwest, by the way. Nice. Um, 20 years old, and I haven't dropped it but we're having a conversation right now through technology and we're not face-to-face and significant things can happen through it. So I think that piece is here to stay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 There's a, there's a lot, um, in that there's a lot of wisdom in what you said before, um, Dave, about like, Hey, not being married to the model, you know? And And I
2: think it's timely now that, uh, if you think about the younger generation, this is no big deal for, um, you know for us it's like oh wow this is so high tech but for the generation that's grown up our kids they're they're not thinking uh wow this is so unique this is what they've come to to expect almost
0: yeah yeah now are you seeing are you seeing dave dave like like real connection you know i know like is there have you guys been able to cuz there's this people talk about like this two-dimensional deal right here, right? And you guys are doing kind of like tech church, um, church online. Have you found ways to go beyond, you know, the two-dimensional and then really find connection? Are you really feeling like people are connecting when, when they um, are connect with you guys in your community? And how do you see that?
1: Yes and no. I mean, there are limitations to this and I wouldn't pretend to say that there's not. Um, because that would just ignore reality. there's something about a human face- to face and the human right. contact and having a real hug and saying "Good to see you," and I, we get all of that, which is why there's always a pull back to the geographical, and I would never compete with that nor want to, nor not recognize it. It's just back to uh, where we feel like God has called us to go in realizing the limitations on the people that we minister to. So we put it this way. Um, I guess I said earlier that we want to have a little stake in big things, Um, and that was that. That's true, but that's a modified version of what we've been saying. That the way we're doing church to a small group of people is a really big deal. Mm -hmm. So, um, because this is what they can do, and for some of them, it's all they can do, and it's like they're they're really look forward to having the weekly connection with them. So, gosh, Louise, I forgot the question. I was
2: going to say too that it like small group online i mean we are shedding real tears uh, with each other and really supporting each other in um all the ways that we can um
1: last night you had your group so
2: yeah so like last night you know the stuff that's being shared and cared for and you know we'll discuss a passage and we'll make it maybe you know as traditional in one sense as it can be but um on the other hand um I really look for me I really look forward to it because I know those women care for me and it's a real it's significant yeah. it's not it's not pretend and it's not sure. shallow
1: yeah, Sure, sure yeah, in there I'm sorry go I was just going to say these are all people in different states too Yeah
0: And the fact yeah like so it goes back to finding community, creating community and then tending to those relationships um that the lord has kind of given you to steward uh for however long you have those right and for whatever period of time that is so um and i think and i think success right when we think about success and, that, and people talk about all these metrics right but but in part success is doing what god's called you to do when he's called you to do it And it sounds like you guys are doing that, you know, like you're tending to the people that he's called you to tend to, and you're living with your, you know, hands open and saying, Lord, help us to do this in your timing and in your spirit. And that's the sense that I get. Um, And everybody might not be called to Tech Church, right? Everybody might not be called to House Church. Everybody might not be called to Micro Church. Of course, this is a podcast about the micro expressions of the church. At the same time, if it's not for you, it's not for you. That's not what, you know, success for every single person is different, right? Listening to the Spirit and doing what the Spirit's calling you to do.
2: Ironically, you know, well, not ironically, um, Dave coaches people in all kinds of models. Um, In fact, we have one church here um, in our community that we attend to in person once in a while because he's also coaching them. Um and we get to see that expression and experience that because honestly, we still crave that too.
0: Mhm. Mm-hmm. And I I love the vulnerability and the realness of that statement because I've also found myself in that place. We and I talk about um uh, the idea of like in the text and you see it in the book of acts, like there's this idea of the tables and the temple, right? It's both. Like the early church frequented both, right? They they broke bread at their tables, and they still went to temple. And it looked a lot different. It wasn't three songs and offering a ser- a sermon, you know, and then a benediction, right? Like it was a lot different, you know. And in fact, they went to proselytize to the temples. A lot of the times, end up getting kicked out and then rocks thrown at them, you know. But but still, there was this idea of tables and temples. You know this, this physical location where people gathered and tradition happened, and uh, the word was read, and and you know, people like there was this almost like this cultural moment for the, the Jewish people and obedience because there they would go and celebrate the holidays, there they would go and do you know all these things, and yet there was this other localized, more more localized community you know, with uh, the people that God had given them in, in um, you know, their more micro spaces. So I I love that statement, Elena. I think it's real. I think if you've been in this space long enough, there is this yearning. In fact, our neighbor, who's a part of our Simple Church, is a... She, she's about to be the director of the preschool at our local, there's a local church here. Uh, so she's been working at the preschool. They asked her to uh, be the director of the preschool starting next year. And she invited us. Um, we, we asked our simple church, Hey, do you guys want to do a service or, or something like that here uh, for Christmas Eve? Or what What do you guys want to do? Right. And so we decided that we weren't going to do something that people had other people had different plans and things. So she invited us to go with her to her job, to her church. And we had a great time doing it we they had a candlelight service. And so there's nothing against it, you know, that model, the prevailing model. Um, and it was, it was, I, uh, I was so glad I wasn't preaching and I've been in that guy's shoes. Obviously, you know, so they don't have childcare, you know, uh, for a lot of the, you know, Easter services, you don't want to tax your volunteers, you know, and like Christmas, but, there are so many babies in the room, I could not have focused, you know, I was like, and like and there's candles and there's all these things, and I could just picture myself being that guy trying to preach through my a d h d you know, and like and 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 I was like, man, I'm so glad I'm not that guy, but I was so glad to be there. Hey, let's start kind of landing the plane here. There are people that listen to our podcast, everyday people that's what we're focusing on this season particularly what would you say to the everyday person that is thinking about exploring um you know going into a micro expression either joining one or potentially even hosting or leading uh what would you say to them um uh as they're thinking through that
1: i'd say i think we'd say things similar that i'd say to any church planter which is um know why you're doing it, which is to, I, I'll ask planters this, and I've had to ask myself this, and I've been asked this. It's a scary thing with every time I wanted to start something new. The question comes back to me, am I being called or am I running? So am I, am I going to go do this, a simple church? Because I think the other former church sucks and I'm mm-hmm. sick of those people and whatever. That's ex- exactly the wrong reason to do it. Right. Um, so know why you're doing it. Know what your calling is, and then I think also know that it's not going to do everything. So for us, our metrics really are different. I'm not looking to build this into this huge following online, but I am looking to do the old the old statement of to be a river rather than a reservoir. So we gave. I just got a report back from our from our uh, bookkeeper and. I'm not talking big amounts, but I think it's worth saying. I think we gave away last year, I think we're up to like 55 to 60% of our income went out. But but it's things like um, we want to be connected with, really, what I was talking about with things like your ministry, it it is a big thing, and we want to have a little stake in big things, and that's one of our metrics. And so if we can do that, we're okay with that. To put it another way... I'm not fully answering the question, I'll try to get back to it, but one of our uh, vice presidents uh, of ministries in the Alliance, Dan Wetzel, a wonderful godly man, said that in some ways in our, in our roles that we had at the time, we were, we were trying to help grow fruit on other people's trees. And part of what we're doing as a faith community, because of our life station, because of where people are, because of the limitations in some ways that we have. One of the things we can do is try to help water some other things and help grow fruit. And that becomes part of our metrics, though it's not an immediate metric for us, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, that's back to us knowing what we're called to do and being okay with that. I'll say one more piece on it. When we were doing the, you know, the online uh, think tank, we started at the beginning, of, right before COVID started, actually. I remember it was a, a gal up in your area, Louise, you might know her. I think she's from Portland, but we were talking about what we're doing. And she said, wow, you're sounds like you guys are tending to your part of the garden. And that was such a great statement for me. It's like, yeah, I don't have to compete with the other parts of the garden. I can just be faithful to make sure there's some water here and then some, some things around us. So know why you're doing it. Don't be running from something else in order to be doing it. That's probably enough.
2: Or a reaction. Yeah because this is somehow better or more godly or more contemporary yeah
0: that's good that's good and embracing the and right i think that that's part of it too you know the temple and tables right and not just being so myopic and like focusing on one thing like micro 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 like god's garden is humongous Tend to yours. I love that. I'm gonna. That's that's my biggest takeaway from today, so far. Um, man, thank you for joining us. How can people be praying for you guys, um, in this season? And then, you know, how can people stay connected to your work if they wanted to?
1: Yeah, and again, thanks again, Luis, for even having us on. This is a way for us to connect, and we're grateful. Um, If folks wanted to see what we're the very, very simple thing we're doing online. Um, it's it's ridiculously simple. Like, you know, my background has music and stuff. So I sit at a keyboard and I'll lead people in a song or two and I'll just talk with them from the keyboard and sometimes go back and forth. So it's really simple. But if they want to see that or go to it, we just kept it on Facebook because that's where the majority of our folks can navigate. So Facebook.com forward slash our faith community. O U R Faith Community. And they can see what we're doing and what that piece of it is like. We'd love to have folks praying for us that we continue to hear the Holy Spirit on this, that we navigate this in the direction that Jesus would have us go. Um, right now, we hear that we need to, to do as we've been doing and continue to try to bless others. And uh, so that's where we are. But if the Lord wants to, to change that, he's free to do it. So prayers for that would be great. Um, there's also like in any community, there's people going through big things in our faith community, just facing various things, and just a prayer for our folks uh, would be uh, we'd be grateful for. I'll give you one more. We're excited to help with the church plants that come through us in our district. We, we've got a faith community as a stake in all of those. So if I'm helping somebody from a district, we're, we're also involved with them as a faith community in addition to our to our various support. Here's something else that we'd love prayer for. We're We have an interesting approach to to missions. So just this morning, our board decided that we want to provide the last means, the last support that one of our missionaries from us needs for a short-term mission. So we're going to do that. So pray uh, for a missions trip to South Africa that's coming up. And we also have a couple that is going to be traveling the world, and we're exploring ways to appoint them as our missionaries so that they can go bless people on their path. And it's, it's, it's going to involve an overland vehicle and a bunch of crazy stuff. So it's a different take on missions. Pray for us as we explore all those things.
0: I love it. I love it. It is always a pleasure to connect with you guys, catch up with you guys, and hear from you, see what the Lord is doing in your guys' life. Man, Dave and Elena Reynolds are huge treasures to us and, and to me and to our ministry. Huge cheerleaders. We love them. Thanks so much for joining us on the podcast today. God bless you guys. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the episode. If you'd like to support us more, check out our podcast on Patreon at patreon.com slash keeping it simple podcast. If not, we'd love your support through subscribing, sharing episodes, and liking and reviewing the podcast. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for more episodes to come.